Hi, and welcome back to the Relatively Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lady. I'm a digital marketer and advocate for continued learning and self-development. This podcast is for anyone looking to learn from their peers about the lessons and growth from vulnerabilities, struggles, and adversity they face in their lives. Today's guest is a grappler of humans and code, and my brother, Mike Lady. Mike, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, doing good. Good, man. Where are you uh, calling in from today? I am calling in from Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada? How long have you been living there? Uh, Coming up on two years in January. Almost two years. Why'd you move there? Uh, Cheaper rent. Cheaper rent compared to what? Compared to the Bay Area. Ah, yeah, the Bay Area. That makes sense. Yes. Checks out. Um, Cool. And then, um, so you're a grappler of human in code. So uh, can you explain what uh, grappler of humans means? Because the code part, we'll get to in a second. Sure. Humans, I do uh, jujitsu. So I, the, the expression is uh, jujitsu is like folding laundry, except humans are in the laundry. So it's, uh, you, you try to dominate people, whatever, positionally and try try to win, basically. Try to choke or um, break their arm off. So okay. that's that's what I like to do in my spare time. And that's why I have black eye and scratch here and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, a little beat up. Uh, we were talking before this. You got a knee to the face. Yep. Yep. Well, not too bad because uh, back when you were wrestling in high school, you uh, your entire eye got closed up one time. Isn't that yep. right? Yep. yep. Okay, so this isn't too bad compared to that. Right. Cool. And then grappler of code, you mean like programming code and language? And yep. Like, okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a software developer, and uh, I went to school for it, and I, I have a master's degree, bachelor's and master's degree in uh, code stuff from Cal Poly. Code and stuff. Code stuff. Yeah. If uh, I Google code stuff from Cal Poly, I can yes. get that degree. Exactly. Okay. Uh, computer okay. science is the the technical term, but uh, it's yeah, it, it's not a science. That, that's kind of one one of the main things I've taken away is uh, it's it's kind of like the Rick and Morty quote. I actually have it um, as my background is uh, science is more like art than science. It's uh, there's a lot of creativity in it, so mm-hmm. I, I would I would say it's not a it, it's not a it's not as exact as you would hope it to be. So right, okay. It's it's rough and it's messy. Like that's why I say grapples with code because it's it's never like a precise thing. It's always it's a lot like jujitsu. Like you, it's a there's chaos to be controlled and there's. Um, Un, there's an unknown factor of you, you don't know what your opponent is going to do. You don't know what the code is going to do exactly. If it's something new that you, uh, you never really experienced before or seen before. So there's that kind of element to it as well. And when you change one thing, uh, one line of code, or you change your positioning that you don't know how that's going to affect your opponent's reaction or the other codes reaction in the database. Right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a cool. Um, I grapple with humans and code. Sweet. Right. That's kind of a nice little personal brand tagline you got yeah. there. Right. Um, 
So, and then, so Cal Poly, um, code stuff, computer stuff. Yep. Um, and then, uh, where'd you grow up, Mike? I grew up in Pleasanton, California. Oh, uh, yes. Wonderful Pleasanton. Right. Yeah. It was a, it was a good time. Yeah. It was a good schools. Safe. Exactly. Friendly environment. Yeah. Good friends. Good environment. Um, played sports. Uh, grew up playing football and wrestling. And um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It, it, I'm, it's always been, yeah, like this weird combination of uh, like academics, but athletics. Like at least, I don't know. I, I guess for both of us is like we grew up both playing sports and uh, trying to do well in school. Like it, we never like neglected one or the other. It was always mm-hmm. kind of both Yeah. at the same time. So. And do you think that ever stopped you from being as successful in one or the other? Or do you think they complemented each other? I think they complement each other, definitely. Like you, I would not be as complete of a person without athletics um, in my life, nor would I do the same thing if I, like, I, I wouldn't be as successful in, I, I wouldn't be as analytical or thoughtful in athletics as i am uh if i didn't have the academics part so, right yeah yeah the analytical the there's the hard work and accountability and structure and discipline right and both things to keep learning and practicing and whatnot so um i think i'd agree with that statement yeah so we got to know you a little bit um the main segment of the show we're getting into um gonna share a um a challenge or adversity or insecurity you've uh, overcome, um, what went into it, how you overcame it, um, your thought process, the actions you took, the ups and downs. Right. Um, so let's get into that. Um, so go ahead and explain a little bit about um, the problem you want to talk about today. Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, fresh out of school, I, um, got a job at the software development company and um, it, I had two previous internships there. So I kind of knew the company pretty well. And uh, I came on board full time and I was doing this new, this different thing. I previously did like a, a application development in the uh, company's proprietary language. And then I did uh, some Android development uh, the summer before as my second internship, I came on full time as an iOS developer, uh, which is new. Like I didn't really do that much iOS before. So that was, uh, a new challenge. I thought, Oh, Hey, I'll just diversify my skill set, learn something new. It's, uh, not that whatever. It, it seems like a good opportunity because mm-hmm. iOS is, uh, more popular, at least in the U.S., I believe. Um, and I don't know. I just didn't want to get pigeonholed into Android. And I, I wanted to do iOS, whatever. I wanted to learn something new. So okay, did that. And um, I got paired up with a mentor and, like, kind of um, – he kind of showed me the ropes. And it was just over, I don't know, the first year or so – um, it was, it was challenging. I 
didn't really I, but it wasn't really sticking with me. Like, like I didn't really, uh, I, I wasn't progressing at the rate that my managers thought I should be doing. And, and I didn't know this or like, I, I, I guess this was kind of the first, um, issue was, uh, I, I was oblivious, I guess to, or naive. It was my first job out of college and I didn't really know what the full-time professional lifestyle should be or like the mm -hmm. how how to be a professional full-time developer like i knew how to be an intern <laughs> like they, there's right, a, right. there's a defined uh end date there's some defined goal like okay you've got 12 weeks to or 10 weeks to present this whatever do this project and self-contain and you yep. ship it at 10 weeks and you're done so um being a full-time developer, like it's not as clear cut as that. So you um, don't really get the same kind of feedback uh, or, or you, I didn't know to ask for it, I guess. Right. So anyways, this kind of leads up to, um, I don't know, around year and a half mark or so. Okay. Um, like my boss pulls me into the meeting room and he's, he's mentioned a couple different times, like, Hey, like you should, um, read some books on programming or do some whatever tutorials or whatever. I'm like, okay. Or like the, I've had several different meetings. I was like, okay, cool. Like it, it was always kind of like, how can we help you grow? It, it, mm -hmm. it was framed in that kind of way. It was like, oh, he wants whatever it's like a positive thing or like he uh -huh. the growth mindset. Oh, okay. This guy sounds cool. He pulls me into this room and it's like, gives me this paper saying like, Oh, you're underperforming. You are on this performance improvement plan. And if you don't follow through with this, you're fired. Oh, so, uh, I was like, Oh shit. Like, what? Yeah. like it kind of, I was kind of blindsided by that. Uh -huh. And I, Oh, sorry. I touched my screens. That's okay. Uh, so, so you're blindsided by this because the communication prior to that was in your mind and the way he framed it was like how to continue to grow and right. growth means, or typically it's inferred as you're doing well and you want to grow and get better and do another position or continue to level up, not, growth as in you're underperforming or not performing and you right. want to get to the baseline level. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it was, it was kind of a, it wasn't like, yeah, it was a shock to me. I was like, what, what, why like looking and then looking back, I was like, oh, so like I missed whatever, a couple of deadlines, but they weren't like clearly explained to me that these things were deadlines or mm -hmm. when, when I should do get things done by or whatever. Right. So, and was uh, that was were those the the readings and books or courses? Or uh, it no, it was, these these were like um, projects and like okay, uh, like the the actual work feature work and new that some new things were supposed to ship and I didn't make the cut or the deadline or whatever. Okay. So, um, but I didn't really understand that or like I didn't. Um, like I knew things were supposed to be done, but it didn't 
no, uh, it wasn't very clearly explained to me. Maybe there so. there was no immediate consequence. Or sure. Yeah. Education it, about it. Right. Exactly. So so like I, I'm like a dog where it's like I had I need that immediate like feedback to um, really understand. Okay, that negative action, negative response or consequence. So. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say, but with um, moving back home and like, uh, Bruce, or my cat, jumping up on the counter to tell uh, him, no, don't do that. Like, if you don't, you don't tell him right away, he's not going to know what that was, why you're mad at him. Right, so, exactly. So, okay, so like you miss the deadlines sometimes and then you're like, oh, well, yeah, seems like other people do this. This is just how it is. Yep. And no one said, this is a problem. Um, and then so... You just got to strike two. Like, this is it. Sign this paper. You're acknowledging you're underperforming. And yep. if you don't shape up, you're gone. Right. Uh, there's no strike one. There's no, like, ball on the outside of the plate. Like, right. there's not even any, like, all the com the communication previously was positive this evening. Right. Yeah. So that's frustrating. Okay. Right. It was it was more like a drop strike three. Like the, oh. it was, it was, it was like that. You it, had to it sprint was, to first. No, no, no. I, I really had to sprint to first. It, this oh. was, I, I would, if we we're going to do sports analogies, this was a drop yeah. strike three. So, okay. Um, because I was like default on my way out. Like I was default out already. Like, oh, there, there was a, a, a limited amount of time. Like it, it was, if I didn't do these things within two weeks or whatever, really, uh, I was out. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. That's new news. And I've heard the story before. Right. Wow. So okay. it's it's like there was a deadline of like yeah. hard data. I need to get these things done by this date or else I'm out. So dang. So anyways, so what's yeah. your initial reaction to that? Yeah, my initial reaction was like, oh shit, this is like, this is real. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm. This is not like how you want to begin your software development career, <laughs> right? Like, nope. is uh. Uh, getting fired from your first job, I start like um, thinking like how like it's scary because I was I was um, living away from home or like not not parents' house or whatever, mm -hmm. so I was paying rent and I had uh, you know like shit that I needed money for, like I, I need I need yeah to to pay rent and uh, support myself and stuff. So I was like, okay, like not having a job is scary or the prospect of losing this one is scary. So mm -hmm. I need to work my ass off to keep this job and do whatever necessary uh, to get off this plan, to like meet the, the conditions of this plan and continue. Yeah. So, okay. And it was, you said it was two weeks or was it? It was, like yeah, that? it was, yeah, it was two weeks. Oh, wow. For, so for the, for this first part. And okay. I think I would have gotten one. another one afterwards or something i okay. think it was like a but like the these the first the first couple assignments are were like very clearly defined tasks and i was to get them um the task reviewed by some of the senior guys just to kind of like confirm that this is good work and all that kind of stuff so okay so you have these initial tasks and yep. you're like oh shit gotta do this yeah and so you complete these initial tasks like do you so, are you working like normal hours or are you putting like <laughs> extra work no yeah it was um i put in i worked the most i've ever worked ever 
in the over the next two weeks. I put in hundred hour weeks, like just I'm up at five a.m. I work till midnight. I'm up at five a.m. Work till midnight. Just I take breaks to eat, maybe, and to drive between work and home. Um, yeah, it was very hard. It was uh, probably yeah, just one of the lowest points of my life. Um, but it was like I need to do this. It was something that um, that it, I did it for just yeah my. Uh, you know, like supporting myself or like, like being able to pay rent and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, yeah, so, so that, that was in, it was especially hard cause yeah, I had to work on the weekends and in the middle of this, um, uh, it was my buddy, his, um, bachelor party was supposed to be one of those weekends that I had to do this. So I couldn't go on that trip and like i was is wow uh groomsman party and like i couldn't do it even though it was like right in town um yeah i could only go and eat a meal with them and then i went straight to back to work um at a coffee shop or something so it was yeah i was just really yeah like really focused on like not losing this job right and this wasn't like pure focus and flow and this wasn't like a fun positive time right it's like oh "Oh, yeah i'm I'm jamming away i'm doing my like lifelong dream project and i'm gonna crush this and whatever this is like this is a hundred hour weeks of like stress i'd imagine yes and like 100 percent of the time like (laughs) yeah that's that's that sucks right like this is it's stress because i had this great opportunity or like i I work at this great company and like I, I, I making good money and it's like, like it, many people would view this as like a dream scenario mm-hmm. and people like I worked super hard in engineering school to like graduate and like get whatever, to, just to get my degree. And mm-hmm. I wasn't about to like lose it here. Like, like this was kind of a, I don't know. I, I just viewed it as like a last stand for like, I yeah. like, like I, I looked up like what performance improvement plan means generally. And uh, the advice I saw online was like, Oh, just start sending your resume out. Like you're already gone. Like, Oh, th- th- wow. this isn't like, this is just a formal way to like fire you. Um, wow. It's, okay. it's not a, it's generally not viewed as, um, like you actually improving your performance it's generally like you're you're gone you're de- yeah. by default gone just start trying to interview now so and wow and this is the job you interned at the past two summers before yep you like you know p- people who work there like you yep. know people like this is in our uh this job is in your home t- where you grew up yep and it's like as close to me and your parents yeah, and our all well, your parents, our <laughs> parents. Uh, uh, so like, and you're like, and you don't live too far from right. your job, so the commute's yep. not crazy. And like, yep. and you said it was good paying. And usually before you'd work a normal forty-ish hours a week. Yeah, for the, the past year and a half, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like yeah. normal, and so yeah. like that seems pretty great. Like that's right. what a lot of people aspire to be. 
and yeah. then like to get to eventually and you like you got to it like from college yep it's like it's like fuck, everyone's everything's great and right. until it wasn't and then you had no prior like heads up that it was going to be that. right yeah i i didn't i, I guess i that was a uh looking back on it it was yeah just me being naive i didn't know i i just was green i did i didn't have a an indication of like what was good or bad um so but but like now this was this is years ago right yeah yeah okay so like having a few more years under your belt yeah and um i don't know if you've managed anyone but like from what you've learned, wouldn't you want to like more clearly communicate that to someone you're managing? Oh, for sure. And that's so like, wouldn't you want to like, looking back, like retrospectively, like, oh, why couldn't you just tell me that straight up right. instead of at yeah. the last second? Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, like, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me, give me um, clear. It, it was, it was not a balls and strikes. If we're going to continue using the baseball analogy. Like I didn't it like I didn't know what was a ball and what was a strike, and I uh, I didn't know what like re- really I, I didn't understand the rules of the game. I guess yeah. So it was just feedback. Yeah. It was not. Here's what you're doing well. This is where you have room to improve. Yeah. And this is where you need to improve. Yeah. It was right. not like that at all. Right. Like you just met with your manager or someone every few months every month um it was i think that was another thing was okay. i met with my manager um like every other week or so may may oh, not okay. may it maybe it wasn't like a solid once a week um it was pretty frequently it was somewhat frequently it, it like it i i think that's another thing that i would take away from this is like just having frequent meetings and like asking straight up hey how am I doing? Like that, that I, I guess if, um, like if I were to go back and tell myself like first week of work, Mike, uh, Hey, check in frequently with your manager and straight up ask, how am I doing? Like what, what am I doing? Right. What am I doing wrong or bad or whatever? What could be improved upon every single week? Because, you, you want to get as many data points as possible uh, to like course correct, like get minor course corrections along the way rather than like, like no feedback and then boom, like negative feedback, major negative feedback. So, right. Quick message from one of my sponsors, Anchor. Anchor is the platform I use to host my podcast on. It is so free and so easy to use. As a chronic overthinker and over-researcher, I usually overanalyze everything before making a decision. Anchor was a clear choice for me and helped my podcast get off the ground quickly. It'll distribute your podcast for you so your audience can listen on their favorite platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You do not need fancy equipment or software. You can literally record and edit podcasts within the app on your phone or computer. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required. If you've been wanting to start your own podcast, I highly encourage you to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Um, That's a great point. So, yeah, you want to get um, 
as much directed feedback as possible or like actionable feedback, like not just, Oh, you're doing great. Like, okay, well, what, what am I doing great? Or, uh, what can be approved, improved upon? Like, mm-hmm. like what specifically, um, and, and you, you're alluding to it and even said it like, you're like, no, actually, how am I doing? Not yeah. like, Oh boss, how am I doing? And like, right. or then like, no, no, no. Like, how am I doing? Like, Radical candor. Like, just tell me. Like, it's not, I'm not going to take it personally. Yeah. Like, I just want to make sure that I'm contributing what I'm supposed to be contributing to the team right. and the company. Yep. And I'm fulfilling my job duties. Right. Uh, at an exceptional and beyond level, not just passing by. Or in your case, no, you didn't I, know I, I, I wasn't even, yeah, I wasn't yeah. even meeting the bar. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that. You had right. no idea where the bar was. Yep. yep. Yeah. The bar was way up above you. Yep. Only I could reach it, Shorty. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm much taller than my brother. Anyway, so 100 hour weeks. You you can't go to the bachelor groomsman uh, event. You just yep. go to the dinner and run then run away. Yeah. To work. Yep. So you do this 200 hour sprint. Yep. In, or more in two weeks. Right. Yep. And then what? Um. So I get my projects in and. Um, I get my tasks done and my, my manager pulls me in to the, um, whatever, into a room again. I'm like, Oh shit, here we go again. Right. <laughs> and, okay. Tell me straight up. He says, here we go again. Or were you like, Oh, or, I'm done. I'm finished. Or, um, cause I, the, I think this was a two part thing and okay. it was like, okay, here's second part ready, set, go. Like, okay. Like I, I, I like I was, chatting with him hey can i get the second part can i get like can i get started on it like mm-hmm. um so yeah he was like well yeah let's talk first so he uh pulls me in this room he's like hey like i i, I know how much you've been working like because this um what, the program that we use for version control git um tracks your like it tracks the the timestamp when -hmm. you commit a line of code or when you commit a a piece of code. Um, So I was making commits all the time, 5 a.m., midnight, 5 a.m., midnight. Um, And to clarify, this wasn't just so you you scheduled it like, oh, look, uh, I'm working till midnight. No, no, no. There were clearly like many, many changes um, throughout the day. In, into the evening, early in the morning, that kind of thing. You worked your face off. Yes. Okay. Um, so he saw that and he was like, oh, well, all right, that, that's not normal. Like you should, like, it's uh, like, I thought, like he, what, what, from his impression, he just, he just thought I didn't like want to put an effort mm-hmm. and that I wasn't putting an effort into my job or something. And he thought you were lazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and, uh, and I'm gonna jump in and like, uh, I'm Mike's brother, and I've known him for you know 25 plus years now. Um, lazy is not not even close to remotely I've ever heard anyone use to describe him. So the fact that his boss just thought he um, wasn't putting in the effort and like was lazy is just like that dude's a and hopefully he's improved now or he's a good person, but like, that's just poor, like management. Like you should be able to understand like 
where who the, who your people and your team is. And it, anyway, so like he finally realizes, oh shit, you're not actually lazy. You just put in 200 hours. And most people don't do that in a month. Right. Yeah. Yep. In two weeks. Okay. Right. So he see he sees like this evidence that I give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, okay, well, you don't need to do the second part. Um, we'll but we'll try to fit you in into like on a different team. So like like you're you're a good person to like be here. Like you give a shit. Like you want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like maybe just the 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 language or like the, this way of programming just isn't jiving with you and that and that's fine or like that yeah um, and and so was it do you think it was that like you just weren't like conceptually understanding yeah yeah I, I think that was it is because it was a, it was iOS so it was like making um, things appear on the screen and like there there's a little bit of like artistic talent to that or not it may not artistic but like you had to know and visualize design. things. Design, yeah. You kind of had to a little, a little bit. Um, like you didn't design it yourself. Like you get the designs, but you were manipulating shapes on the screen. So, mm-hmm. so like um, the way I kind of thought about it afterwards, uh, it's like you have ten, like whatever the resolution is of a screen. You've got ten by twenty, ten twenty four by ten twenty four screen. What for example? You have 1024 by 1024 opportunities to fuck up. Like, <laughs> like that all those little pixels mm-hmm. like are opportunities to screw something up. Um, not even not even mention like animations or I, I never did any animations, but like um, you know, like just display things correctly, like how exactly they're supposed to be displayed, um, and how things are supposed to go back and forth flowing through the app so right um so that part uh i just wasn't good at and i've never really been good at that kind of artistic um attention to detail kind of Mm -hmm. thing like a perfect example is like when when i was a kid um i forget when maybe this was kindergarten or something like that like there was a we're supposed to cut um shapes or i think it was like animals or something cut them out of this piece of paper and like you should you should you know cut along the lines of the animal to like Mm -hmm. make it look nice i cut like a solid like i don't know two centimeters around the uh shape of the animal just to like not cut into the line i was just like whatever uh (laughs) approximating around the the animal so it was like it's not even yeah. close to the animal shape. Like, it's just like yeah, purple. It's just like this. It was kind of <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, uh, yeah. Mom and dad were like, "Oh yeah, he's whatever, not artistic or something like that." I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and that's fine. Or like I, that. That's kind of been my personality, I guess. Is like I don't pay attention to those kind of details, like the artistic, like how things look. I've just never mm-hmm. really cared that much about uh how i look even like addressing myself or i don't know like it, yeah. it, it, i just feel like it's kind of vain a little bit this uh, that's just my personal thing but yeah uh it's important for things to look good no and that's totally reasonable 
expectation for your UI developer to want things to look good. Right. So, I'm, so then they push you and then they try to fit you on onto this other team. Yep. Uh, actually, it was a, a, uh, I actually suggested this team because Ooh. they, they just, they wanted to ship me like in a different department, like completely unrelated to the mobile app. Mm. Um, and I was like, well, one, one second here, let me, let me try doing this automation thing. Let me try to help, uh, automate testing of the app. Um, because I, I feel like that would be interesting as well. And I also saw like these the automation people, like they didn't work terrible amount of hours. Like it was always like, it, it was like two different groups of people at the office. I always noticed like the developers, when they had a deadline crunch, they would stay late and whatever, stay late, work late. Um, the, the night before code was supposed to be, uh, merged in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the automation people just, they just went home at five, like, you know, like they, <laughs> they didn't, uh, have to stick around. They didn't have a deadline or anything like yeah. that. Um, so I was like, Oh, I want that job. <laughs> I want, yeah. uh, I, I want, uh, not to be like re- really busy and then whatever, really relaxed. Uh, I don't want these like crunch times. I want to kind yeah, of even, a little more, even a little more consistency. Yeah. I, I want to even it out a little bit more. So I asked to be on that team and, um, the manager said, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Let's try you out there. So, uh, yeah, that was completely, I don't know. One of the key, uh, I don't know, moments, I guess in my career is like asking to, be put on this team mm-hmm. uh, rather being than being shipped out somewhere else. Yeah. So, so you like you just you just you slid into first base. Right. Like dove barely, dove barely yeah. dove head first. Yeah. Like the tag was on time, but the yeah. umpire sneezed and right. like yeah, like you made it. You're safe. Right. But like like your pants got ripped and yeah. your shoe fell off. Right. And you have a like heart wrist, like you barely make it. Yep. And so while you're still down, uh, I think it's cool. Um, interesting. Whatever the right word is that while you're just finishing, getting across the finish line and surviving that mm-hmm. you asked and you had this still proactive idea and right. communicated your thoughts and feelings even yeah. though you're the one, like your back was up against the wall yeah. half a second ago. Right. So like, that's really important that you did that or else yeah. you would have been off to some other department and you would have either probably could have not liked it, could have been the same thing and then just left and went to a different in like company or like team and just right. totally different term of events. So yep. you go to the QA team uh, the or was it, Automation? Uh, automation, it was, yeah, it wasn't like QA, it was like, it was making uh, automated tests okay. for, for the app and writing scripts around that. So um, that was kind of my first peek at this like different world uh, than, what, than what I was used to. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's now like the same world that I... I've lived in ever since, and, and it. How long ago was that? That was probably three and a half years ago. Okay, maybe like 
yeah, first year and a half, I was a mobile developer. Mm -hmm. And second, second part of my career was um, doing this testing automation thing, DevOps. Like yeah. it, it's, it, it, I kind of was, yeah, test automation for like, I don't know, six months and then more DevOps is the cool word for it now. Um, and DevOps is more like managing the infrastructure around running those tests. Mm -hmm. So, so like uh, writing the automated tests is more like QA level work. Like people who are really into like, um, they're, they're like the subject matter experts of what the app should be doing. So they should be writing the tests about it. Um, what I was, what I eventually got to, to do was managing how those tests were run um, and how it ran on the hardware and how the pipelines were defined uh, uh, with that in, in that infrastructure. So more the technical jargon, whatever, yeah. but it was, it was different than what I was used to doing, but the important part was, it wasn't 1024 by 1024 of possible ways to screw up. It was more like, all right, there's two, two pipes here. We got to plug them together and move this data over here to this part over here. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I work. I, I work like that a lot better. And like, it was backend stuff. It, it was not like the app um, facing you or like, it wasn't like dealing with the screens or anything like mm -hmm. that. It was um, uh, point A, like get this data from here to here and plug things together, glue things together, um, figure it out to just, there was just like two points to screw up, right? It, right. Was, it was more black of that white. kind of thing that it was more black and white. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, abstract as to what looks good or how well does it conform to the spec yeah. or because that's more subjective yeah more subjective and it, it's like like i said each pixel is an opportunity to screw up um mm -hmm. rather so like the number of chances to screw up or deep have to debug went down like i yep in my mind i guess is, is like mm -hmm. this could be different for other people but um just the ability to like zero in on just a, a limited amount of issues uh, just helped me out a lot. And that, that was, it jive more with how my brain thinks. Right. And so um, that was three or three and a half years ago, you said? Yeah. Yeah. That switch. Yeah. And you've been promoted since then? Yeah. Uh, twice. Since twice. Then. Yeah. So I was level and one when mm -hmm. I was a mobile developer and then I got to level two and then I got to level three. So, okay. And yeah. then in the year and a half you started, you didn't, you're in the same level the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it ended up working out better for you. Right. For the team. Yep. Everyone, everyone's happy. Right. And the takeaway, well, one of the takeaways um, I'm hearing is to, not give up and work your right. face off and then yeah. voice your opinion. Yeah. Uh, that, that's like, uh, be, uh, I guess, communicate and yes. what, like, um, 
and, and work your face off. Like, I, yeah. I, I guess communication would have prevented me or like that would have, um, if I knew that asking like ahead of time, Hey, how am I really doing? Like mm-hmm. would have saved me <laughs> that, those couple hundred yeah. hour weeks. Um, yeah. it was, I would rather have done that. Um, yeah. kind of course corrected, like way before that along the way, like along the way, earlier. right. Yeah. The, then like a major, like jump up. Um, so that was, uh, I guess, I guess the, that's probably the more major takeaway than work. I mean, of course, work your face off, but like if I had communicated or if my boss communicated, either one of us communicated better um i wouldn't have had to work my face off um but that, that's like the default baseline it's like you always mm-hmm. have to work hard you always have to work but also work smart like mm-hmm. work when you have to but then take breaks when you don't like mm-hmm. that that's uh but yeah that was just a all-out sprint that i had to give everything put everything in and um yeah that just was yeah, it was a test of my grit and will. Um, and I, I honestly, I, I, I'm glad that it happened. Like, and like I, I see that now. I know like how much I'm willing to do or like it showed me how hard I can work. Um, and even though, yeah, it sucked uh, during it's good to look back on and say, well, I, I did that and I can do that again if I need to. So, yeah, you don't know your actual limit until you're pushed to push up against the wall, right? Push back and find yep. out. Yep. Cause if at least a hundred hours is two and a half times more than the normal work week, right? 40 hours. Yep. You did that twice in a row, having never done even come close to that. Right. So that's like running, you've run a 5K and you're like, all right, marathon time. Right. Like, it, there's like it's not like you worked up to that. You're like, you just, I have to do this or I am dead. Or, yeah, there's a little bit of that in college, but it was like not with the same amount of consequences. Like, it no, wasn't like, it, you're like, you're in college. Right. Like, right. cool. Uh, you're going to like not pass a class or something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, it was around my thesis or whatever, but like, so, but it was like one extra spend an extra quarter there or something like, like that, like that, those were the consequences, not lose a job that you like worked really hard to, to, to get. And that was three years in the making. That was, yeah, exactly. Those, the summer, the two summers and summer, two internships, and then the last year and a half. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's the real world. You're out on your own. Yep. And like taking care of yourself so yeah. like, it's way different so right yeah so well, that was uh i have heard that story before uh, and uh, i did not hear all those details so i am glad we chatted about it um uh, any any last things to say about that or do you want to move on to the next segment uh i'm good for the next segment cool so the next segment is called that one thing that one thing Mike, if you're to have the attention of everyone in the world, and this can be whatever medium you prefer, 
if you want to show a text message in writing, if you want to video, like verbally show like a video or like an audio statement of you saying something. Mm. What would you tell everyone in the world if you had their attention? Um, I guess that, that I, I can only really think about the uh, two things that we identify there is communicate and work hard is that is those are two things that will take you very far um but also jujitsu is awesome so like if i could sneak that in there is like <laughs> like as a subliminal message um is uh that's whatever like the the, the two main takeaways everybody can take away from their like that story but also jujitsu is like the a perfect vehicle to develop those skills so how does since i've never done it yeah. besides the moves you practice on me and i am crying <laughs> um how does one communicate in jiu-jitsu it is body language ah if, if you um your intent is communicated with how you um like engage with the other person and you can largely control how how a sparring session goes by just like how, like the initial contact like are you like really like grabbing on like ah, like um it, it's going to be an intense session or are you just kind of like oh hey dude what's going on like um that's that kind of thing and so that body language in your sport and your, when you're training or in a competition, uh, that's the same body language when you're interacting with other humans. Right. If you meet up your, with your friend, um, usually if you, they're your friend, you can uh, know if they're doing well or bad or abrasive or how they're doing mood-wise. Right. Um, just by your body language. Yeah. Uh, that initial contact, that initial, hey, hey, what's yeah. up? Or, hey, yeah. what's up? Or, like, right. uh, yeah. That's, I think it's doubly or triply more important when you're meeting with strangers yep, or like friends of friends and sure. you're getting introduced. It's like first impressions yep. is like, it's sometimes it's too much value on first impressions, mm -hmm. but you can't control how much other people value their first impressions. So just, right. you got to put your best version of yourself out there and you generally probably want to be, have that positive and happy or at least confident and like satisfied version of yourself out there. Yep. So jujitsu and humans grappling with code and humans communicate, work hard and jujitsu is awesome. Yep. Mike, where can people find you? They can find me at mikelady.com or uh, michaellady at gmail.com. I don't know, but just, yeah, that's how you can get a hold of me if you're interested in jujitsu or whatever, if you just want to talk, uh, Instagram, Mike lady, 91. Um, that's yeah. at Mike at, lady, 91, M I K E L A B Y nine <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the relatively vulnerable podcast. I'll catch you guys next time. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please share it, then leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Have an awesome day.